All right, Inside Golf Podcast, welcome in. Uh, phenomenal off-the-rail show today with the great Boston Capper of the Golf Gambling Podcast, who we'll bring on in a second to talk some Valero Texas Open. But first, this podcast is presented by rickrungood.com. You can find all of my written work, all of the data and tools that I will be referencing in this pod over at rickrungood.com, promo code Andy. That is promo code Andy. Um, I know I teased the mayor pod on my Sunday show. Honestly shocked from the mayor groundswell that I've received today. Uh, that was not a Venn diagram that I expected to have much overlap. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that one out. I am going to put that one out when the time is right, probably right after the Masters, if I survive. I've said yes to a concerning amount of things that week, so I'll probably want to take it super easy uh, the next week, which I believe is the heritage. So maybe I'll just I'll drop it then. Who can say? Monitor the space is all I can say, but I think that's it at the top. So let's bring in Boston Capper. All right, Boston Capper is here of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. How's it going, buddy? How are you? I know you've been jumping around a lot. You just recorded with my boy Kirshner. What's going yeah. on? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. It's uh, it's Monday. It's uh, it's a new week. It's nice and warm in Florida, unlike where you're at. It's uh, yeah. I, listen, it's the Valero, right? It's uh, <laughs> everybody's excited about next week. I don't know. Like, I, like I'm still excited about. It. Look, there's still opportunity to be money to be made here. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's everybody's looking forward to next week. There's all different types of storylines we can talk about. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm in a good spot, man. Like, uh, I'm happy with it. Like, the match play did not go well for me at all. I was all yeah. over Hatton. Thought Hatton was going to be the man, and then he, you know, but he made it through the first round, and then petered out. And, and you know what he said on his interview? He was like, after he finished out uh, the not, uh, the first round, he was like, I'm going to go back and go drink some hazies and relax. And I was like, that my bet's dead. And my bet was dead. My bet was absolutely dead. So, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some Masters, too. I mean, why not? Yeah. We, could do a little, we could do a little match play, too. I mean, other than touched on it a little bit, but what would you think of the tournament on a whole? I, so, I love match play. I didn't do well this year, but I like the format. And it's a nice change of pace. I could use two of those a year. Two. I could use yeah. two. I definitely could. I could definitely use two a year because, I mean, that's how we play with our buddies, right? And so, like, the average golf fan likes to see that, right? Like, you put pressure on your buddy. You needle him about his drive. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, maybe you walk up a little slower, take a little longer for your putt. Like, it, it's fun. Like, I really, I really do enjoy it. And listen, man, it, it's good to see the best golfers out there doing it. And, uh, yeah, whatever, man. It's, it's fun. It's good. Like, they make a shit ton of money. And it's still amazing to me how bad the coverage can be. Yeah, when there's so few golfers on the course, like, I, know. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I still don't understand how they don't understand what their ta- target demographic is. It's younger guys, right? You, not me, right? <laughs> With money, like coming up, like, like who want to bet and play golf? Like, give us the shots, give us what we want. ESPN Plus is doing it great, and you go, and it switches to the golf network at like two o'clock, and I'm like, well, there goes my viewing experience. It's over. The streams on ESPN Plus kind of shut off once it goes to Golf Channel, right? Yeah, they just they just die at two. I'm watching a matchup, and they're like fucking 13 holes through, and boop, now I just got to wait oh, back to Shot Tracker on the PGA app. It's yeah, they, they haven't figured that one out. This one is still NBC, right? And then we get back to CBS for the Masters, right? Correct. All right, so almost Correct. only one more week of Azinger. One more week. Oh, my dude, that guy. <laughs> 
that guy. The funniest yeah. thing about Azinger is that he's in love with Corey Connors' putting and chipping. Like, I find that to be the funniest thing about Azinger. It's like he's never watched him play. <laughs> it's like everybody who's bet or had Corey Connors in DFS golf, when they see a shot link and it says Corey Connors for four feet, everyone is nervous. Everyone, except for Azinger. Yeah. Oh, he's going to make it. He's one of the best putters on tour. What are you talking about? No, he's not. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I don't even think you need to be like a stats nerd or somebody like us that's betting and playing DFS every week to know that with Connors. I think you could just see that based on the eye test. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, but I, maybe maybe Azinger just like, I don't know. Who knows, man? He's old. Maybe he's like sipping his tea and he's not paying attention until they cut to him. And he's like, oh, Corey Connors from four feet. Oh, he made that one. It's great. Who knows? Like, I don't know. Like, who knows, man? Like, I don't know. I'm excited for the fucking Masters. I'm, I'm glad the WGC, WGC is behind me. It's always like it's like uh, it's like fantasy football season, right? Like I love building my teams and drafting, and then once the season starts, I'm like, hey, it's fine. All right, move around to the next week. Well, we'll we'll talk some Masters too. But hang on, before we get before we get past match play, there's a new world number one. There is Dapper. And, and listen, I just want to say there was a rant that I did. On your podcast in January, do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh, sir, it was a beautiful thing. I, it was, it was the, it was literally the first uh, like meme thing I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> like, it took me like I don't know three hours, but I figured it out. And uh, yeah, I got, I got the Andy Lack rant on John Rom, and it was beautiful. And everything is, everything's coming up, Andy, bro. Everything is coming up, Andy. So, you know, I get a lot of things wrong. I'm not going to do a huge victory lap here just because I actually think Rom's probably pretty dangerous at the Masters too. He is. He is. But I will say this. The main thesis of my argument was this guy is not going to run away with it. There's no gap. This shit's a revolving motherfucking door, right? Like all these guys are not separated by a lot. And if you had asked me during that rant, like who I thought was going to take it. Scheffler probably would have been like the 13th guy I would have gone to. I know, dude. So it wasn't, it, I mean, I've always been high on Scheffler. I fucking love Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he's a great but, kid. But I wasn't sitting here saying Rom's going to get overtaken by Scheffler. I was just saying Rom's going to get overtaken by someone. Yeah, it's, a, it's that recency bias, right? Like that this this culture right now is, it's yeah. like we got to find the next, next goat. Patrick Mahomes wins one Super Bowl. Oh, he's the next Brady. He's won one pump the fucking brakes like pump the brakes like it's 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 insane how we just try to fill the void for the next tiger in this sport we might not never see it we might not ever see another tiger ever and the, and the i agree i don't think we are going to and the pendulum thinks swings so fucking quickly too because so now fast. now people are now people are saying are like Ah, uh, Rom fucking sucks, and it's like, all right, hold on, I'm not saying that. Like, right. like, chill out. Like, Rom's still dangerous as shit. Like, at worst, he's like a top five player in the world, right? Yeah. But yeah. this happens. We're gonna go through so many cycles with this guy. Remember, remember when Can't everyone's freaking out about Cantlay, and Cantlay was like 14 and 12 to one. Like, Cantlay's gonna be the forgotten elite at the Masters. The way he things is. are trending right now, like Cantlay some Who the fuck's betting? Everyone's cocks hard for Brooks right now. JT's JT. Rom is still Rom. I still think he's dangerous as shit. You got yeah. Scheffler and Cam and and fucking Rory, obviously, and Necky. Yeah. And it's like this guy that was nine to one at some places, and everyone was talking about Cantlay. Like he might be 26, 27 to one. No, no way. You don't think so? 
No, you think Rob? Wait, who? Kale. Oh, Kale. Like, no, okay. Rom. Like, no, Rom. Anyway. No, Rom's. Yeah. Rom will stick at fourteen. I yeah. think Rom will be fourteen max. He didn't play bad enough at the match play to really get like he didn't play bad enough to get the narrative really going. He played just well enough. Honestly, dude, I thought he outplayed Brooks in that match. I, I he missed an, an uphill straightaway eight footer to win that match, and yet everyone walked away from that match going crazy over Brooks. Yeah, but I feel like that's just like the Brooks contingent. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I think I'm friends with a lot of those people, though. So. Yeah, no, no, so am I, man. It's like, so much. Look, I'll bet I'm the same guy who's like, wait, Brooks at 35 to 1? Like, it is what it is. Like, I mean, yeah, he probably could have. Yeah, I mean, he should have been able to beat him. So. Well, our boy Nagel's got his wish, right? Xander sucks, huh? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, Nagel's must be so fucking happy right now. Like, he, he he's through the moon with his, how'd you say it? His, I don't know, but I say his, his beautiful mind, little his little chart, like, all right, if this happens and that happens, and he keeps calling it, he keeps calling it my masters. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm just gonna mush this fucking guy to death. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, like, if you really want this to happen, you can't speak. I just yelled at BK on the last part. He was like, this guy's on a, he did it twice. He, he hasn't missed a cut in 14. He hasn't missed a cut in 13. I'm like, well, fuck, I, like, we made a side bet on Cage Lee now to, to miss the cut because I think he mushed Cage Lee. He's gonna miss the cut this week. That's, that's, that's the bet. We're gonna. <laughs> Chat, we get a charity bet on Cage Lee missing the cut, and yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's yeah, it's so mushable. Like I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. If he really wants this to happen, and look, I hope Xander drifts. I do. I, I mean, think he will, man. I he so he was a very popular bet last week. Did you bet him? Yes. A lot. A lot of people yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet him too, and a lot of people that don't typically bet Xander bet Xander. And we saw how he played. Actually, he looked great against Finau, to be honest with you. Finau just made eight birdies that day. He made so many birdies. That's somebody who we're going to talk about later. Because I, I need your take on it, because I know I chirped you on Twitter earlier with it. But I looked into it a little bit. It's not that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, it's really not. And like, if you look at like the strength of the field, it's something. And you're right. He was just rolling him in. But you know what's funny is, is so I had, I had Herbert. Uh, over Xander in that matchup, but I had Xander to come out of the pod because okay. I thought I thought he I thought he would have lost to him, but beat the other two and been fine because Herbert would have fucked up somewhere else. So I don't know. Xander is such a I don't know. I know he's your boy, right? And I know he's not. Yeah, but you also know that I'm very logical about. Oh, it. absolutely. Yeah, no, no, I know you are. You're not. I'm Nagels. not like a crazy delusional. Fa- well, I don't think Nagels is delusional about Xander either. Listen, man, I'm not going down this road. If I, I besmirch him on a pod and I get fucking killed. I get oh, drive-bys left and right. Oh, dude, he, he didn't talk to me for like two months for something. It's fine. Like, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not trying to drag you down that road. It's fine. I, I, I think that a lot of the criticism on Xander is fair. You know, the one thing that I always defend Xander on is that I think the Olympic win is yeah, underrated. Nice. Yeah, I think that's really underrated. Um, and I just don't think that we have a relationship to the Olympics yet, but I think that that win is going to age well as we go along. And I Should. think what happens with his dad really means something, but I get it with Xander, right? Like I have, I have my concerns about him too. I think it's going to be an interesting situation, right? Because this is my official prediction for what's going to happen. Masters week. Right, if Zan- okay. So if Xander is like 28 to one, oh, no one is. 
No, hold on. Listen to me. I think he could go lower than that. I don't think people are going to bet Xander at 25 or 28 to one at the Masters. I don't think so. I really don't. I think there are too many good options. I think the Brooks love is too strong. I think JT will be popular. I think Rory will be popular. I think Tiger will play and people will bet Tiger. I, it, what if Bryson shows signs of Who's life, right? Who's betting Tiger at fucking 40 to one? Oh, you wait. Fucking oh, squares. You, Dude, I don't care oh, about those people. Just, I don't care about those people. Good. I hope that moves better golfers' numbers better. Like, hey, you, have will. Be, you have to be out of your fucking mind. To, to bet Tiger at fucking 40 to one. Okay. 35 I'm, to one. I'm with you. I'm speaking no, for I, the oh, general I know, public. I know. I know. I know. Do you think so, the general public listens to the show, Andy? I think the, I think the average listener of the snow is, is very smart. Like I think most yeah, people too. that listen to this show yes, are absolutely are very serious, but I do think that there are people that are listening to the show that are going to bet Tiger masters week. hundred percent. hundred percent. How about this? I'm Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. I will take all of your action. All of it. Listen, I'm with you. I don't, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to play him. I'm not going to no. play him in DraftKings. I'm not, I don't, it, it's not for me this week, but I'm telling you right now, he will be popular. The narrative is already building and he's not even in the field. Let me get back to the point I was making right. at Xander. Cause about at some point we have to talk about this tournament that we have this week. Yeah. But I think that if Xander is like 25 to 28, he will not be popular. I really think that we're going to get some drift with some of these guys. But I think if Xander is 35, he will be incredibly popular. I think that's how small like the radius is with him, right? Like yeah. I think it got, yeah, yeah, dude. Look what happened to, look at Finau, for example, this week. I don't think anyone was considering Finau at 33 to 1. But at 45 and at 50, I think a lot of people are interested, right? And I think that even gets yeah. smaller as it decreases. Like, I'll give you another example. If Rom was nine to one, I don't think you'd get one person talking about betting Rom. But if Rom's 14 to one, I think he'll get action, right? Yeah. I, and yeah, I fair. think, I think Xander, I think Xander has the legitimate potential to be in the mid 30s. And I think if he is in the mid 30s, people will bet it. And I think if he is in the mid twenties, people will not bet it. So that is, and I'm not sure where he's going to fall. So that's the only point I'm making. Man, but I would love to be able to get a 28 to one on Xander at the masters. As much as I always break balls about like, he's never at the right number, like 28 to one at the masters. Yeah. All day, like all day. Like, let me, let me ask you this for me. I'm not a Xander guy. Hang on, let me ask you this question. Would you rather bet Xander at 28 or Cantley at 26? Xander at 28. Okay. Would you rather bet Xander at 28 or DJ at 24? DJ at 24. Okay. Would, would you rather bet Xander at 28 or Berger at 40? Ooh. I'm telling you, there's it, people yeah. are going to fucking come out of the yeah. woodwork this week because... All these books, I was talking to Feinberg on the phone about this this morning. These books are coming out like there's all these bonuses and they're competing for everyone's money. And with the boom of legal sports betting and the masters is different, like guys are going to get boosted and shit. Like, I think you're going to, there's going to be some appealing prices. I, I really believe that. There's so many guys under fucking 25 to one right now. They can't all stay there. hundred percent. Right? So, and listen, so who's getting the drift? Right? Kappa, what happens if Bryson plays well this week? What happens if Hideki plays well this week? What happens if Rory plays well this week? 
there's it, just somebody, some it, somebody has to fall. Is my is my only point. And I think the perception on Xander is negative right now. And I think a lot of that is justified. Is it really justified? Are you taking that much away from the no, match play? No, I'm not taking that much away from the match play. But I'm considering all of the factors here, which is Xander's lead in form was good heading into the match play. You like you look at the way Xander hit the ball at Riviera and at the Valspar, it was really yeah. good. But there's a certain point where it's like he hasn't won in so long. And now you have guys that weren't really winning, like your Schefflers and your Cam Smiths and your Sam Burns that are winning a lot, right? And even the elites that haven't been winning as much, like Brooks and and DJ, like no one's making those, and Rory, I guess, a little bit, and Rom, I guess, a little bit. Like no one's making those arguments that those guys can't win golf tournaments. People are making arguments that like Xander, like legitimately can't win golf tournaments, which I know you and I both don't believe. Correct. But, you know, there people are saying that. And I, whether I think it's fair or not, like part of it's fair. I can't argue with like all of it. He hasn't yeah, won. Yeah, he hasn't you know? won in three years, right? Other than the Olympics, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, no. Fowler's yeah. won more recently than him. Jason oh, Day's geez. won more recently. Good than Lord, him. yeah. Fowler, think about Fowler, that. Fowler might win this week too. No, stop it. Listen, <laughs> stop it. Fowler's <laughs> not winning this week. He is not winning this week. I, 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 yeah. You see my I, point, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Dude, so, could we get like a? Could we get a three in front of Xander? Hundred percent. I yes. I think so. That would be very nice. I that think so. Nice. All right, let's talk about this this uh, this tournament in Texas we got yes, this week. Let's do it. Uh, Valero Texas Open, in my opinion, and I already gave like a pretty full breakdown on the course, but it's pretty like standard down the middle stock PGA Tour golf course, in my opinion. It's a yeah. par 72, 7,400 yards. It's really straightforward, in my opinion. It's kind of all out in front of you. I don't think Greg Norman is. You know, he's not Alistair McKenzie or CB McDonald out there where there's a ton of fucking nuance. It's a solid test. I don't think it's like putting piece of shit putting contest. I think it's a solid tee to green test that will will reward the best players. But to me, it's like, can you keep the ball in play off the tee? Can you hit your middle irons well? Can you score on the par fives? Have you putted well on these types of greens? And ideally, are you not playing the masters, in my opinion? But that's that's kind of it for me. What about you? Yeah, no. So definitely the par fives. I want somebody who's good out of the sand, and I want somebody who's good from around the green. I forgot to mention that. You're right. Bunker plays big, and I should have mentioned that too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely big out of the sand. And so let me ask you this, right? So uh, because I don't, like, I rely on guys like you and Steve for like the breakdown of stats and things like that. The, the, do sand saves? If you hit a fairway bunker. Does that count as a sand save? No, it's around. No, the green. it doesn't. Right? No, it's around. It's just the green. around. And there's there's a shit ton of bunkers that are mean along the fairway here. Yeah. So I don't know. And I know Steve. Steve did his uh, he, he did his Michael Jordan game today. Uh, like I said, he's got the stomach flow, and uh, he did a, he did like a quick like twenty minute pod where he sounded like he was fucking dying. Uh, oh man! On, on his lunch break today, and he was talking about they put like new sand in there that might have made a difference, but he doesn't really know. I don't know. Fucking. Yeah, definitely the sand saves, definitely par five scoring. So when you say mid irons, I'm thinking like 150 to 175. Yeah, I'm thinking like 150 to 200. Okay. All right. So so I, I cut it down a little bit. So I think that's a longer iron. It's just my golf game. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, man, like, I, like it's, and you're right. It is a 
straight in front of your golf course. There's a couple decent holes on the back nine, but the front nine is boring as shit. 17 is a drivable par four. That hole's pretty cool. Yeah, that hole's cool, and 11's cool. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, that's the same shit we look at every week, man, really, like, if you think about it. Other than, like, I feel like the, the greens are harder to hit here. Mm. It doesn't really matter what you do off the tee, right? Because, the like you said, the uh, the rough isn't that penal. So, yeah, yeah I mean... It's just it's the same shit we look at all all the time. Like, but I I really do feel like like sand is is a big is a big thing here. I do too. I, I highlighted that a ton both in my Sunday preview show and uh, in my article with Rick. I think one thing I noticed just to put some stats to back up to what you're saying around the green here, it's really really easy. I don't have the the stats in front of me now, but one thing that I noticed was getting up and down from the rough around the greens one of the easiest on tour, but getting up and down from the bunkers around the green, one of the hardest on tour. So you're right. These bunkers are very deep and there's a low greens and regulation percentage. You're not going to be hitting all these greens and you're going to have to have a strong bunker play. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. And so what, what makes a rat? So if, if the rough isn't that penal around here, mm. right. And you miss the green, what around the green is, is just that, is, is that they have those closely shaven like runoff areas, right? Yeah. So there's this really cool tool that you can see where you it actually measures up and down percentage from shaved areas or like the fairway, uh, the rough and bunkers. And you could see how it ranks on other courses versus how this one is to how hard it is to get up and down. So yeah, that was one thing I noticed. Anyway, let's do the odds. All right. So are you betting any favorites this week? I'm looking at the guys under 25 to one. Rory, Spieth, Hideki, Connors, Bryson, answer. Any of those guys have your attention? Bryson only because the number seems wrong. Yeah. What are you seeing? Like 28? 28. Dude, I got a 30. Like it's, I don't want to pull the trigger, but at the same point, he's 28 to one to win the Masters next week. Yeah. The fucking masters. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know future betting is garbage, but at the same point, man, 28 to one, if he goes out and torches his fucking field, cause it doesn't matter what he does off the tee and the rough is a penal and he can somehow pot. Like, I don't know. It, I haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I don't see it moving anywhere. He doesn't seem to catch any steam. So did you, did you watch him at the match play? Yeah. He just looked rusty. I thought he looked better than Spieth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he definitely did. Dude, the, the, so the speed swing routine thing that you pointed no, out. Now you're just now you're trying to trigger Nagels because this is what we were arguing about last week. <laughs> listen, I don't. This doesn't matter about Jeff. Okay, like it, it's <laughs> like it, it doesn't. Like his swing routine is fucked. It, like it, it, there was a rando on the golf course. Like it looked like a cart girl behind him was like, "What the hell is he doing?" Like they zoomed in on her and she was like giving him like a side eye. Like it, it looks like when my fr- it looks like when I have a friend that is just picking up golf for the first time and (laughs) they haven't and they do the pre-swing routine where they take it back way farther than most people take it back because they're really trying to feel the motion and the position of the club i don't claim to be an expert on this stuff i don't also think that you need to be a rocket scientist to to look look at at that and and see that yeah it doesn't look good and the stat we listen even if you don't watch golf and you want to take the mindset of I'm not going to try and play swing doctor on this guy. The stats aren't good either. Like the eye, it's eye test and stats. But I will say this: I ran into this problem with Spieth a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago at uh, Pebble, 
And I thought he looked horrible. At pe- I think he he looks just as bad now, if not worse. I mean, the the routine is morphed. I, I don't know if it's better or worse, but it, it was still weird before Pebble. And I think there are courses where it doesn't matter that much with Spieth. I really do. Now, yeah. I don't know if this is one of those courses. He's been, he's outside of his win here. He's still been good, but yeah. he hasn't been like insane. Um, I think he's going to play well this week. I do think he's going to make the cut, but I'm not considering betting any of these guys. No, no, I'm with you. Like even, even, in, even in DFS, I was like, I'm just going to skip this whole fucking range. Like, yeah, I mean, that's it. Like you're out on all those guys in DFS. I, I, I play answer in DFS. No. So BK said the same fucking thing, man. And I don't know. I just. He needs to be popular. I, th- I mean, no, I mean, not relative to the field. I just don't trust what. Who's, who's just to shift it to DFS for a second. Cause sure. I haven't looked at ownership at all. Sure. Who's like the leverage Rory. guy? Is oh, Rory? The, oh no, no, the leverage guy. The leverage guy, I guess, technically is Bryson. Huh. Bryson's Bryson sub ten. Everybody else is north of ten. And people are still going to play Hideki with the injury concerns. Yeah, man. Huh. Yeah. Everybody, okay. everybody, everybody forgets. All right. <laughs> no, so, I'm, I'm with you. I what my pool but, is a lot of guys in the nines, but, but I was just, just curious. But is it answer just? He's just so bad around the greens. Yes, that is a concern. That is a very fair concern. He also lives in San Antonio and has a chipping green at his house. A, a home course <laughs> narrative, you know, sleeping in his own bed. I mean, listen, it worked for Cam Smith, right? So fucking, I guess I'm kidding. You know, I hate that shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, um, but, yeah. I mean, look, and he had a big contingent out at the match play. They were really loud, right? Like every time I answered made something fucking seemed like he, every- he kicked more Kawa's ass. He did. He did. He made everything. That's another guy. See, we had a whole, Conversation about Masters about odds, and we even fucking mentioned Colin Didn't even, talk about him. Didn't even Didn't fucking even talk mention about him, him. which I think illustrates both of our points, right? Anyway, yeah. yeah, but okay, all right, that's fair. I mean, I'm not betting any of these guys either. Any other? Do you have any take on Connors? Like, I'm not playing Connors this week. I, I just so I'm not playing him in DFS. He's going to be chalky. And look, it, yeah. I don't know, man. Like it's a good enough reason for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a good enough reason for me too. And I'm a Connors guy. I actually think I bet him. Yeah, I definitely bet him when he won here. When he money qualified, was it that that was here, right? When he money qualified, yeah, it was like two hundred to one. Yeah, and so I bet him, played him in DFS just because he was super cheap and fucking I'm a degenerate. And um, and like that's when Connors became one of my guys, and he played really well over the weekend. You know, I mean, dude, he played a lot of fucking golf. And he's still going to be chalky. And this is a guy who can compete at the Masters, man. He's already proven he can compete at the Masters. He's this is a this is a look ahead spot for him too. He's not old Corey Connors. Like he doesn't really give a shit about winning this. He's coming here because he used to be a champion. And I'm, I'm going to pass, especially at that fucking short number. Short number. Like how do you bet that? Yeah, I would love for him to play poorly this week, and then I would like to bet him at yeah. the Masters, maybe. dude. I would 100 percent bet him at the Masters. 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move down a little bit. So this 30 to 60 range, I'm not going to list all these guys. There's some guys in here. I made some bets. You want me to start off? Yeah, go ahead. I got, I got two and then I got one guy who I need you to convince me on. Okay. So I bet Siwoo Kim at 40 to one. He's the, you know, I I like Siwoo here, man. And I, I kind of was breaking my narrative a little bit with him and Finau where, those are the two guys that I bet that are in the Masters. But I think with Siwoo, you know, he's gone fourth and 23rd here the past two years. 
And both of those were the week before the Masters. I don't think he really gives a fuck. Um, nope. And I think he's just going to pop at certain places. And the other thing about Siwoo that I liked, I bet him last week too, he was fucking awesome at the match play. Dude, he was he was stone nuts. Yeah, Dude, he, he, was- kicked, he kicked Bezadenhout's ass. He beat nope. Berger. And he lost on the last hole to Hatton. I'm telling you right now, Capper, if he was in Xander's group, he would have gone 3-0, I think. Oh, yeah, absolute, absolutely. If he was in Bryson's yeah. group, he would have gone 3-0. If he was in Spieth's group, I think he would have gone 3-0. Yeah, so, dude, so I, I, said, I said it last week when they put him in in the same pod. I was like, this is like Sophie's choice for me, Hatton and Seabrook. Like, those are the mm-hmm. two of my guys. Like, I didn't know what to do. And I went Hatton, and it worked out for an extra round. But, dude, Seabrook was fucking – he was locked in, man. I love Seabrook. I, I also bet Seabrook. I didn't get the 40. I got 36 to 1. That's fine. Yeah, that's whatever. solid. I don't care about four points. Like, who gives yeah, fuck? no, that's solid. Um, and then like the other two guys that I was in between was my boy Gary Woodland and Tony Finau. And Woodland, I was seeing thirty threes, and I saw a rogue fifty on Finau, and I bet Finau. Okay. And he, uh, he, right. he made eight birdies in his final match against Sander. And the, the, listen, man, the case isn't great. So just let no. me make it. It's not good. Yeah. Have at it. Have at it. Listen, I wouldn't even interrupt. Go ahead. We've got had. This we, is, first of all, this is the guy I want you to make a case for. Okay. So, okay. Here's a thing. Here's a principal thing. We've got Hadwin in the low 30s, which, by the way, like I love Adam Hadwin. Hadwin's number one in my model this week. Um, Keegan Bradley in the low 30s, Matt McNeely in the low 30s, Chris Kirk is as low as 25 to 1. It's just a pure, like, what are we doing here play with Finau? And I think that he is probably going to be, I think people will bet the 50. Like, I know Jeff was like, I'm going to bet the 50. And so I imagine he probably talked about it with Mayo. I, it's just a number play, dude. He's 50 to 1. Yeah. And you look at the guys that are 25 to one and it's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I, I took the 50 on fee now. All right. So I can still get a 45 on. Well, who else are you considering? I already bet Woodland at fucking 37. I like it, dude. I really I do. do. Too. Th- dude, he looked good on the Florida swing, man. He looked I, good on the Florida swing. I went fucking buck wild above like 70 to one. So I just, I don't have room for Woodland. But I'm probably going to play him in one and done and DFS. You know he's yeah. my fucking guy. I love yeah. Woodland. Yeah. And I just yeah, was- I, I went off script when I saw the Fenal 50. Yeah. And, and listen, I guess I probably would have too. And, and so when I saw it, it was 45. And I just looked now and it's at 40. So it's already getting steamed down. So now I might not even, I don't know. Whatever. I guess 40 to 50. If, if, listen, money if it money. gets down to yeah. like the high 30s, I think that makes your decision a lot easier. I, I, I would agree. And yeah, I mean... Listen, I was on Woodland early in the year, like just like like he's on. I do this random like year long fantasy shit. He's on all my teams. Like I just feel like he was a bounce back candidate. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and, he's on my team still. Yeah, like like and when is a better field? Like because he's not in the Masters, so if he wins, he's in. I think he's in the Masters. Is he? How's he? In yeah, the Masters? I, I I was surprised too. I he's on the website. The only oh, reason why he's on the website, it's true. I, I, I'm not even breaking your balls. The like, only reason why I know this is because everyone's fucking screenshotting Tiger Woods, and guess whose name's right next to Woods? It wasn't. <laughs> it's the only reason I know. Yeah. All right. Well, fucking whatever. I don't care. I still bet Siwoo, and he's qualified too. Like, ah, man, I really thought Woodley wasn't qualified though. But I don't give a shit, dude. He's a major winner, and he is down here with these guys. Like, Six last year. Sixth place here last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. Good Florida swing. Like, yeah. 
Give it to me. And if it wasn't for that, he couldn't get out of that goddamn bunker, which is a problem in my brain. Uh, it is. That's fair. Which, yeah. <laughs> like he could, I, I talked about that with Kirsten. I was like, listen, it's a bad last image of him not being able to get out of that fucking bunker when he had, when he was in contention to win. <laughs> when I'm just telling everybody how, like, uh, you need to be good out of the Santhia. Uh, but I don't give a shit. Like, it's a good number for a good golfer. He looks like himself. Like, yeah, dude, listen, give me, give me what, like, the, this number should be way shorter, way shorter. Anyone else in this, like, th- there's a couple guys, like, I was looking at, there's a Vegas 60. It's mm, not bad. It's not bad, right? He just it's finished fourth in Putacana. Um, I, don't, I don't love him at, like, 40, which I've seen him at, but yeah. I had access to a 60 this morning, and I was eyeing that pretty closely. Yeah, so Vegas has always been one of my guys, and I think it's because I watched him drain that wicked long putt uh at tpc in person yeah and and like he's just been one of my guys since then like he's always a first round leader bet for me um i'll definitely always sprinkle and look he's he's a monster off the tee he's another one who's not good around the green i know he he does everything there are a lot of guys this week where they check like three out of the four buckets and vegas is another guy where he he dominates par fives great driver of the ball great mid-arm player bad short game yeah and 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 at that short of a number, I'd rather just take somebody else who checks three or four boxes at fucking double the odds. So who, like anyone else in this range before I start talking about some of these guys between 70 and one or between 60 and 100. Can and you ex- the numbers, the numbers are all across the map. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much talk about anyone. Yeah, exactly. So can you explain to me why Davis Riley is like 66 to 75 to one? Did you know? Capper, it was circulating around Twitter this morning that he won a Corn Ferry Tour event on this golf course. But wasn't that not the the same course? Isn't there multiple courses there? I actually no. This was this course. I believe okay. that it was the Oaks. I'm being like semi facetious. I have no interest in Davis Riley, but I think okay. the fact that you know he was in the mix at the Valspar and he has won at this course before. I guess I don't know. No, absolutely not. So I like I like Russell Knox. That's another guy who I bet I got him at seventy. Okay. Um, and if the wind's going to be up, it, it also depends on the tee time breaks too, right? And we're a couple of days away. Who the fuck knows? But it looks like the wind's going to be better for a AM, PM stack. Oh, shit. Have you looked yet? Yeah, I already looked. Is it going to be another one of those fucking weeks? I generally like, I don't even want to stress myself out with the weather until like midday Tuesday. So me too, but I knew I was coming on here tonight. So I had to, to have my ducks in a row, right? So I texted Steve because I don't do all that. Fuck, I'm like, Steve, tell me what, <laughs> tell me, t- Steve, 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 what does this wind to the north mean? And then he breaks it down for me. And, uh, and, and so AMPM stacks because both afternoon waves are going to get wind, but the second day of wind will actually help the golfers based on the holes they're playing, according to Steve. So, yeah. My problem with that is like the way We're that three I, days away. the way that I bet is, I hunt the numbers that I think are going to move early on in the morning. And I generally have a pretty good sense of what numbers are going to move. Um, And I can't, I like, I can't factor in wins, but But it plays a a massive role in, in DraftKings. Oh yeah. But even for DraftKings. Yeah, but even on a betting, even on betting, it does. You're right on Monday. I know, but my betting cards, my betting cards done by Monday at 10 AM is what I'm saying. So you got to give yourself wiggle room. So what? So listen to the fucking numbers I have when we get down here. 
fine, fine, fine. I have guys that like double the number that they're at right now. And trust me, okay. it's not me moving those numbers because I don't bet pick. So I just, I'm telling you, I have a pretty good beat on where these numbers are going to go. Okay. You, ha- you have to be early. And so oh, yeah, the way that I, and my investment to DFS is just as much as my investment to betting. So I always figure my strategy is like, okay, I'm just going to bet the guys that I want to bet. And then in DraftKings, I'm going to, I'm going to go crazy on, on the weather draw. On the hedge out. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. So my, so I used to be heavier DFS, less betting. I have gone the opposite way. I yeah. Am, yeah. I am heavier on betting than I am on the DFS. Yeah. I feel like, and I feel like it's just because like, I'm not MME in tournaments. Like I'm not like, like it's about like contest selection for me and like certain tournaments where I feel comfortable with, or I feel like I can do a beat on that. I'll go a little heavier on, but like I grind matchups and fuck it. Like that's, yeah, me too. you know what I mean? Like finishing positions. Yeah. yeah that's where really, I make all my money. Yeah. Really me too. Like it's, it's the matchups for me and it's, so in the DFS to me, it's just such a fucking crapshoot, man. Like it's tough. You're not winning a GPP, like unless you're, and I hate to, to, I'm not one of those guys who cries about the fucking, the MME, like you get 150, you're still going to get the fucking combo, right? You know what I mean? But I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not willing, I'm not willing to put myself out there for that. Like, I just know what a shit show golf is to begin with. Like I'll do like some single entry, higher dollar tournaments and that's it. Like whatever, like where you can, where you can afford to make a mistake and still cash. I'm with you. I think we probably play a lot of this same contest. I, I have a very similar philosophy with that. Um, all right. So who else in this range? Do you want me to give you one? I'll give you a guy. Yeah, give me one. Give me one. I like Pat and Kazire a lot this week. So I really do. Else. Really? Yeah, Hold too. on. Like, come on. What are we talking about here? I've been running around all day. You got to give me the, the so, lowdown. Is he, so, a po- is he a popular guy? Cause yeah, I've been talking, I've been talking to people and he's not popular to the guys that I talk golf with. So fucking he's, he's all over Twitter. He's like, I don't know. He's anywhere between 15 to 20% owned in DFS. And, oh. uh, and, and BK, uh, it was one of BK's plays. Well, I know it's one of BK's play. B- I know what BK is doing, okay? <laughs> I, th- th- I, but, but I didn't think that. All right, okay. Well, listen. Well, dude, I, I mean, you got to look at look. The reasons are fine. The reasons are good. It's sixty to one. It's fine. Like, who cares? It's sixty to one. Like, yeah, good. Like, it, it's a great number that you caught a book sleeping at. And if listen, the golf community is as a whole has gotten much sharper. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we we look at stuff. How many community wins have we had in the last fucking year? Yeah. No, I know. I'm not. Listen, no, I'm not scared of that. I'm. I'm just surprised. I didn't. I thought that. Not to say that I was going to be sneaking up on anyone with that pick, but I. I didn't. I thought I would think that more people in this range, to be honest with you, would be all over Charlie Hoffman, Luke List, even Brendan Steele, who I also like, Jonathan Vegas, right? Like even as we yeah. go down, that, that's why I was a little bit surprised about Kazire, but you're right. I mean, if people are on Kazire, good for them because I think he's going to play great. So I'm looking at my offshore right now. Kazire has been steamed down to 50. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I, he's, I mean, he's 50 on, he's 50 like FanDuel DraftKings too. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he, he's a good Florida swing, like good player. Like every, every all the boxes that we, you want to talk about, he checks at least three of them. Yeah, and then all these other guys, like so for example, like I bet Brendan Steele at eighty, I'm seeing him at fifty now. I bet Sahith the Gala at one hundred, I'm seeing him at fifty now. I bet Kevin Streelman at seventy five, I'm seeing him at forty two now. Yeah. Yeah. 
we're it, it's it, and it's it is funny man i think we talked about this the last time we did one of these and it, it's just like it is a twitter echo chamber but at the same point so if everybody who is in the twitter echo chamber is betting the same shit the number is going to it adds up. Steam, steam the fuck down like it's just gonna happen right so and you're right so you're 100 right listen bet my guys early so i typically do like I do four outrights. I try not to do more than five because I want to talk to Steve. I want to listen to what you have to say. Like I want to see yeah. somebody who I'm missing. And I don't give a shit if I miss 10 points because you know what? To me, money's money. Like I don't care. Oh, you got them at 35. I got them at 25. I don't give a fuck. Guess what? Still money in my account. Like, don't care. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yes, care. I do. A hundred percent. So, so I, I like to give myself some wiggle room on the car because before, like before I was doing the podcast, like I'm, listen, I, I'm a complete degenerate. Like I, like I, I, just bet like i just bet like i had no fucking thing about it like i just bet like, no right, rules capper no rules no rules i had no rules and and i've i've made you know what i mean like i just went nuts i was like oh hold on how much do i have in fucking a golf outright this weekend what am i doing like you know so you start to to learn how to do it so i try to make myself i try never to go more than six sometimes i'll stretch to eight well it all it, it all depends on how much money it all you're putting. it all depends well yeah it all it also depends on the numbers like the people that like i have nine guys this week um which and the people that are like oh you're betting all these outrights like you're a fucking idiot like the math i bet three guys last week and the math works out the exact same, same in terms of exposure yeah. to win rate from yep. three guys versus nine guys it's yep. just that all my guys are over 50 to one it's like yep. as soon as people people don't get that i bet three guys last week and one of them was 14 to one. Right. So yeah. it's just, it's basically just a math equation. Yeah. Correct. But I, I agree with you. I think that this is probably a week, right. Where I'm just taking a lot more shots down the board. I yeah, think the narrative, I think the, the masters, I, I think it's a real fair narrative and you know me, I'm very numbers based. I'm not a narrative guy, I know. I know. but I, I would prefer them not to be in the masters and I would prefer them to, you know, you know what I mean, but that's okay because the numbers back that up for the most part. Like guys they do. Who win, seven of the last nine. Yeah, is it really seven of the last nine? Yeah, seven of the last nine. The week before the Masters haven't okay. been in the Masters, and also I believe seven of the last ten winners here have been above a hundred to one. Yeah, so and so I'm the same way. So like I, I, when we tried to break it down, like we had questions in our Slack channel, like, hey, how do you build your cat? I'm like, listen, everybody's different. And it just depends on your bankroll and this and that. Like I'll pick a number that I want to hit for the week. And that's yeah. how I do my outrights. Like if it's, if, if Woodland's 35 to one, I'll bet whatever fucking 50 bucks to fucking make 1500. Right. I know the math's not right on that. Right. But then I'll also bet fucking $13 on Spencer. I'm not putting $15. I'm not putting 50 yeah. bucks on Spencer to, to win because I don't think the odds are the same. So it's, it's a balance. It, you're right. It's a balanced thing. And yeah, and you can have a bigger car, as small as car as you want, man. Like when we talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago with with uh, Ram and the football bet, it's like, dude, what do I gotta do? I got like now that Hideki's out, I got one spot. <laughs> do I just football bet Ram or do I just kind of wait? You know, it's, yeah. Know. You're probably you're probably in a probably in a pretty dark place if you're spending a lot of time criticizing other people's cards on Twitter. Who does that, by the way? <laughs> You'd be surprised. No, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, who are these fucking people? Like, they're the worst. They're the worst. Okay. So, real quick, we're going to debunk real quick. All right. So, I want your take on the slap, and then I'm going to ask you a question on top of the slap. The slap last night, did you watch it? 
Yeah, I did. I'm a big movies guy. I so like, you watch it live. I was watching it live. Too. Yeah, I watch it live. I like I like the Oscars. I watch I, it every I, year. I love the Oscars. I bet on I was, it. I hit Coda. <laughs> dude, I hit Coda too. I do Coda. Listen, uh, listen. I, I I don't give a shit. I that movie was one of the most teary movies. It's a good movie. Coda was good. Yeah, so good, so good, so good. Great fucking. I, it movie. wasn't my favorite of the year, but I liked it a lot. What's your favorite movie of the year? I'm a Paul Thomas Anderson guy. I fucking love the. So you like licorice pizza? pizza. That's fine. I, lo- I love Paul Thomas Anderson. So I'm so just a- Boogie Nights is like my favorite movie of all time. I'm just yeah, totally Bo- in the tank for that guy. Yes, I, 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 so I haven't seen it yet, but I like Paul Thomas Anderson too. Oh, it's um, good. You'll like it. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you wanted that to win, but Co- it was no. Very, but I very bet good. Coda because talk about getting steam. Like I got Coda at like five to one. Some people got Coda at like eight to one. What? Was, Coda was like 30 to one a couple months ago. Yeah, man. It had a late, there was a big groundswell with Coda last minute. And the reason that everyone was talking about Coda, I can't believe we're doing this right now. Yeah, who cares? But uh, the way that the Oscar, the way that Oscars work with preferential balloting is that the Oscar voters have to rank the, yeah. the, movies from like one to five yeah Yeah. and so a lot of people a lot of the oscar i listen to movie podcasts and a lot of the movie podcasts (laughs) and a lot of the podcasts that i was listening to were saying like people really like coda they may not love coda but they they really like coda so a a lot of people are going to put coda at two or three and a lot of people fell asleep during Power of the Dog, like myself. I nickname it Power of the Nap. Um, if you got, I hated it. Through, if you got through tw- longer than twenty-seven minutes of that movie without falling asleep, there's cocaine in your system. <laughs> hey, there's no way that a person can get through more than twenty-seven minutes of that movie without taking a nice nap. And it was a it was a fantastic nap. I woke up around the hour forty mark. And really enjoyed the final sequence. Final minutes. <laughs> but that was enough for me to say, oh, that's a really good point on Coda is that the second and third place finishes are going to add up. Yeah. So I, I didn't even get five to one, dude. I got fucking like three to one because I'm always late with this shit anyway. But I mean, it was, it's, it's about like diversity and everything else with the Oscars to push. And it was a great feel good story. Like, I mean, not yeah. really, I guess, but it was like, you, I, I, like, it was just such a, you know, it was such a touching movie that you can't watch that movie and not be touched. You, you are soulless if you don't watch that movie and you're touched. And, and the other crop of movies this year, I, I just, I think there oh, were. I like Belfast. Belfast was awesome. I love Belfast. You know, I didn't see that one yet. It's yeah, on my it's list. Like, it's like $30 on fucking Amazon. Yeah, it's like the only one that's not streaming, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen I usually try and knock out all the movies before the show and I I couldn't this time. But I'm, Belfast is absolutely on my list. So the You'll slap like the slap the real slap, quick yeah. before we get back to this. I don't think it was staged. I guess No, it was so. definitely not staged. Okay, people were saying no. it was staged. I didn't no. see that. Those, those people smoke crack. <laughs> Fucking my, my my I want your take on like how bad how bad does Will Smith look and how what a consummate professional Chris Rock was. He took a fucking slap that looked like. Oh, you're taking it, that angle with it? I feel like Will Smith, like, I think he raised his stock. Oh, fuck Will Smith. He couldn't think a fucking joke. Are you serious? 
His wife's been getting banged by half of Hollywood <laughs> fucking for the last 20 years. And, and Chris Rock, one of the greatest comedians of our generation or my generation, fucking came up and made a G.I. Jane joke. And that's when he chose to do it. And he fucking laughed at the joke at first. He laughed at it and then turned to his wife and he saw that she rolled her eyes. It was even a playful roll of his eyes. And now, Mr. Will Smith, fucking, I have to figure out how to act like a real man. What would a real man do? Oh, I guess I'm going to get up there and slap him. You can see Chris Rock was even like, oh, no, oh, no. Like he thought it was a bit. And this dude sucker slapped this dude on stage while he's getting paid to perform because he couldn't take a fucking joke. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, he is the biggest pussy bitch. Like, I unfucking believable. And he got to go sit back down. He didn't get escorted out. He just assaulted somebody on stage. And Chris Rock literally took the slap. You could tell he was a little shook up. And just kept it as a consummate professional and kept the fucking show going while Meltdown Will is mad because fucking he's a cuckold. And, and that somehow is, is the breaking point for him. A G.I. Jane 2 joke. Fuck you, Will Smith. Ooh, dude, like just the balls on him to get up and slap another comedian who's getting, he's not another comedian, but a comedian who's up there. To, and it was such a mild joke. And you can even see Chris Rock at the end go, I could have. And you know he was just you like know the backstory about how his wife's been really public about. I'm I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm yeah. just saying that you under you know the context, right? I'm not correct. That's that's why that's why I said like, listen, you're mad about half of Hollywood banging your wife and everybody making fun of you for it, and now the GI Jane joke is your breaking point, and you're gonna go up and slap this dude. Well, do do you think he do you think he maybe looked over at his wife and saw that she was really visibly upset? But she wasn't really visibly upset. She did one of those like fake oh, we don't know that. She did one of those fake eye roll like wife things, and even if he was, it doesn't matter. You can't get up there and do body language, guy. We don't. Fine, fair enough. Fair enough. I I hear what you're saying, and I'm not saying I disagree with you by any means. I I think the whole thing was funny, and I don't really have a take other than I don't. I don't think it was staged. I thought it. No, definitely not staged. (laughs) Definitely not staged. Definitely not staged. My my whole thing was just just like I I couldn't believe how well Chris Rock handled the whole situation. It was fucking. It was amazing to me. He's a pro, And, and that Will Smith. Is a fucking baby, and, and the what do you think of his speech after? It was fucking insane. It was, it was weird. It was so <laughs> rambling and made no sense, like at all. Like the Williams sisters were like, "The fuck is happening?" Like, like what? He he possibly could have ruined his career on the best night of his career. Yeah, because it was like this meta moment where he was like talking about it and apologizing without really apologizing. apologizing. And he tried to relate it back to the character, character. that he played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about I was protecting just his family. Seriously defending my family. Oh, yeah, from a, a shitty joke uh, from somebody who was made jokes, worse jokes about your wife and you in front of you prior to that. And now you're going to get like, up there and slap. No, I'm with you. I feel like a lot of people walked away, think like high on Will Smith, though. Uh, and, and those those people. I don't are, think it hurt his career. Oh, listen, you I'm telling you right now. So yes, the most normal people in the world are like this guy is the worst. And he gets up there and crying, talking about I want to be a vessel of love after he just walked up and slapped somebody because he couldn't take a fucking joke. I'm with you. My only. Dr- no, I'm, my not, only- I'm not yelling at you. you really- no, no, no. My only pushback would be, I think a lot. I think people fucking love Will Smith because a lot of the, a lot of the movie podcasts that I was listening to, they were talking about ratings this year at the Oscars and they're like the only reason that a lot of people are tuning into the Oscars is because they want to see Will Smith 
win an Oscar. Like that was a big talking point heading into the night was that, okay, like Will Smith is finally going to win an Oscar. I guess I gave it. I haven't, even, I haven't seen King Richard or whatever. It's fine. Uh, it's yeah. I'm sure you'll it like it. It's it's fine. He should have got it for Ali. Like whatever. Maybe it's a makeup. Just like fucking. There's a million makeups with the Oscars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. I I, I thought Will Smith came off like a bitch and like can't take a joke. He slapped one of the best comedians in the world because and he made it, it was such a it was such a playful joke too. Like he doesn't even she has alopecia. Who gives a fuck? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, all the jokes everybody makes about stuff, like, you know, it just gets bad. All right, so my, my follow-up question before we get off of the tangent. So because of the slap, if you could slap one group of people on Twitter. I, there are a lot of good answers for this. I think there are a lot of subsects of golf Twitter that I just have no interest in. When it gets into, like, a where did it cross thing <laughs> – like when people were people were like arguing about like the burger situation. The burger thing. Yeah. I just I've got I'm out. I just I don't give a fuck. Like I just right. have no interest in, right. in that shit. Um, DraftKings is unfair. I, I just don't give a fuck. Like I just when you know the arguing about like how we fix the system of withdrawals. Like I'm just out. I'm just out on that on those conversations. So, so that's that. That'd be who you slap. I don't know if I'd slap them. I'm not. No, that's I'm the not, point. A, a figurative slap. Yeah, figurative. I just like we don't promote. We don't promote violence on the inside. I don't know. Is there is there a better answer? Am I am I, I, I like is. missing an op? Oh, you think? Are, oh, maybe um, like card economy Twitter, like a- NFT Twitter. NFT Twitter. Okay. <laughs> that is a better answer. That is that's a good answer. That is the worst. Like, even if I liked your product, you are the most obnoxious salespeople in the entire world. I don't want to buy your product anymore. Yeah. End of story. With the people with uh like blank.eth Ethereum, oh. which oh. listen, I'm sure there's people that are listening that yeah, are I'm huge sure. into NFTs. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure. not I just don't get it. I think if I was early to the party and somebody really explained it to me and I took the time to learn it and I really saw an opportunity to be profitable. I'm sure I'd love it, but I just yeah. missed the boat on that one. So now I just don't care. Did, didn't get it. Just like I didn't get top shot. And I was like, Nope, not doing that either. Like no idea what this is about. Nope. Can't do it. One guy that I didn't get for a while that I kind of get now is Mito Pereira. Who? <laughs> oh, a fucking constant professional. How's that for, how's that nice for professional podcasting? Nice like yeah, he's way. he's. I got him at seventy five to one. I've seen him as low as fifty. Um, I'm like firmly anti Mito at fifty to one and below. But listen, above fifty, you know, I talked about him a little bit on my Sunday show, so I'm not going to belabor the point. But I think he is just the perfect example of the stats are way better than the results are so far. And if you are of the belief that the results will catch up with the stats then I think he's a good bet at 75 to one. He rated out really fucking well for me at this course. He does a lot of the shit that I'm looking for. Um, and he just played well at the Bows bar, but not quite well enough that he's going to be super steamy. So I like the 75 on me If his name was Chris Clifford, would yeah. you still be so in love with Mito Pereira? Well, I've never been one of those guys that w- I always push back on the Mito love to begin with. I've hopped in when the original Mito lovers Bounce start backing out. out. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I no, I don't know what it is about Mito. I don't, it's gotta be the name and the stats 
yeah. I don't know. Is he like charismatic? It, does that, has anyone like heard him give an interview before? Or? Dude, if I fell over him tomorrow, I would have no idea. Yeah, you know, I saw him on the putting green at Riviera. He seems just like a like a dude, like a yeah. normal like guy. Another dude. Yeah, normal yeah. guy. Um, all right, what about you? Who who else in this range before we give some absolute bombs? Uh, so I mean, I think that's it for me as far as like in this range. Like I said, I like I like Knox, good win player, uh, really good form. I mean, yeah, there's really nobody else in like I almost like skipped over this range. It was just it was just Knox at, at 70. That was it. And then I just went to bombs. All right. I'm with you. Let's talk about these 100 to one plus guys. Um, Let's go. Well, I already met. I didn't really talk about Sahith. I got Sahith at 100 to one. He's, oh, he's nice. like 50 to one now. I love Sahith. It's just a pure <laughs> talent play. Um, I don't think he should be 100 to one in this tournament. And obviously no. that got corrected. I think he's talented. I like the course fit. Um, I actually like TPC Scottsdale as a comp. I think that a lot of the same things that you have to do here, you have to do at TPC Scottsdale, and there's a lot of crossover on that leaderboard. Same agronomy on the greens. Same, yeah, same greens. Yeah. Um, and he almost won at Scottsdale. So I I like Sahith that 100 plus, and then I have Love it. like two or three guys that I want to mention, but you go first. So I wish I could have got Sahith at 100. I would have absolutely bet that. Yeah. Absolutely bet that. Like, what a great story. I had no skin in the game on him. Pretty sure I had somebody who was in the hunt. I can't remember. By the way, for listeners out there, like, if you still have access to like an 80, like, I oh, absolutely. fully endorse that. Yeah. yeah. No, no thanks on the 50, but like 75 plus, fuck yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, all day. Um, so my my bombs are Neesmith, who we already talked about. Um, we talked about Neesmith, right? No, I think you talked about him on your other podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say about Neesmith. So Neesmith, man, but whatever, like good form. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's back to back, man. The uh, so so Neesmith's been playing good, man. Like he's been fine, and uh, dude, he's one twenty-five to one. Yeah, let me pull it up. Fuck, that's the wrong one. That's Spenson. Um, yeah, we'll just go to Spencer then. The uh, so Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, at Spencer at one twenty five to one. Uh, I mean, look, he's in decent form, not great. He just missed the cut at Corrales, but who knows? Like top ten at the top ten at the Honda, he missed the cut at the API. You know, top forty at Valspar. He's a good long iron player. He's good out of the sand. He's yeah, he's talented. Yeah, he's talented. He's 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 another one who's bad around the green. Just worries me here. Um, but yeah, I like him at that. Um, I want, I want your opinion on Hickok. He should be good. He he should be, I know he should be good here, but he's not. Yeah. You know, I saw that too with the, the course history was he like missed both of his cuts. You know, I liked, um, he, he was huge at the Valspar, right? Like everyone was, everyone was hammering him at the Valspar. Um, and I guess he finished like middle of the pack. Nah, there's, there's other guys like, like he's, what are you seeing him at? So I got him at 150 right now. That's good. I was looking at him at 100. Yeah. So 150, like, man, I just feel like he should be. I feel like he should be good here, and he's not. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, he, it, he, and he's been lurking lately. Like he's been he's been lurking, and like I've wanted this kid to win since he lost the. I call him the Goober Harris English. Like, <laughs> uh, like, I, like I just wa- I wanted. I was rooting so hard for him because that guy needed the victory more than Harris English did. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess he's like one of the probably a soft spot for me. Um, Somebody tweeted today, Harris English is really 
uh, working hard to make a comeback for the Masters. I like laughed. I was just like, who is this for? Like, who, who is monitoring this situation? No one. No one is. No one is. Absolutely no one. All right. So, uh, and then, so I was talking about Neesmith, right? So he's, he's kind of steamy on, on DK. Uh, okay. But uh, third at the Valspar, uh, bad draw uh, on the players, 25th at the Honda, 55 at the Genesis. Like, listen, you can, you can do worse at 150 to 1. Like it's good, you know what I mean? One fifty to one. How is a guy who's been in this type of form? One fifty to one. When no, I guys, endorse it. Yeah, I endorse it. One fifty. All right, let me give you. I have two more that I really want to actually three more quickly. So I'm probably gonna parlay Alex Smalley a hundred to one with Duke to win the title. <laughs> oh. You're just you're going all, you're you're leading a hundred percent into this now. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaning a hundred percent. Yeah, fuck yeah, I am, dude. I'm sorry. Like, wh- what the fuck? Don't be sorry. Fuck? You're you're a there. Duke alum. You're a Duke alum. So here's the thing with Alex Smalley. I'm gonna get Alex Smalley on the pod too. Um, he's he seems like a good guy. He's good, man. He just wa- he almost just won in in Puerto Rico. Yeah, and second. Yeah, it's a limited sample size, but one thing I noticed about Smalley. Super, super accurate off the tee. He keeps the ball in play. He's already had some nice success putting on these overseeded Bermuda greens. By the way, I think the Duke course gets overseeded at this time of year. <laughs> I, I think it does. I could double check on that when we get off, but I would imagine that it gets overseeded in the spring. But Smalley's good, man. I just, I, I like Smalley a lot. Um, I'm like semi joking on the, on the Duke thing, but they're going to win the title. We all know that. Yeah, it's uh, first of all, it's crazy. Duke and UNC for the first time ever. Yeah, it's weird. Do you think there are you like a conspiracy theorist? Do you because I was hearing a lot. I mean, people just love to shit on Duke, but I was hearing a lot of ref involvement. Uh, so listen, man, I I, I can't like I, as a Patriots fan, I can't even almost get involved in this conversation because everybody cried about the Pats for the rest for so long. We're we, yeah. we're the Duke of the NFL. So it, I, I can't like I just I, I, I don't just, feel like the it, Cowboys are no no what the fuck was it because the Cowboys did anything fucking ninety three like fuck off with the no I, I you're I I hear you yeah like yeah. it's it when you start blaming the refs it's a loser's lament that's it by the way are you guys like allergic to spending money this year what's the deal. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Does Belichick, just, does Belichick just have years where it's like, I'm just like, the Rams are out here fucking paying everyone. You Here's here's your extension. Here's your extension. Jalen Ramsey. Bro, we don't even have an offensive here's or defensive your- coordinator. He's not naming an offensive or defensive coordinator. We brought back fucking Matt Patricia and fucking Joe Judge. What are we doing? What, Belichick still thinks he can do it. Like, oh, it's, it was all me. You just didn't happen to have the greatest quarterback of all time on your team that was able to hang up with your band-aids and like make up for all your shitty GM decisions and your terrible fucking drafting and your bad free agent signings. Like it's bad. It's bad. It's bad for the Patriots. Listen, whatever, man. I root for the laundry. It is what it is. But Belichick is really wearing me fucking thin. <laughs> the, the Dolphins are out here like, hey guys, here's Tyreek Hill. The Patriots are out here like, hey guys, here's Ty Montgomery. <laughs> He could be a good kick returner. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. Special teams are very important, Andy. I don't know if you knew that or not. But, they did. Uh, they, three, sunk the, they sunk the Packers ship this year. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers sunk the Packers ship because he's a fucking loser. All right. 
What? Okay. Who else do we have to talk about? I, I'll, I'll give you one guy. I think JJ Spawn. I bet JJ Spawn at 210 to one. 210. Right. Yeah. You have my interest at 210. How's that? Why yeah. would you bet? Why, so, why would you bet someone 210? Have you looked at his numbers with uh, JJ Spawn? Do you, do you think I looked at JJ? <laughs> I don't know if he popped for you at all, but no, so he, he gained like 8.7 strokes ball striking at the Valspar. It's the best ball striking week of his career. And I look at how he was. (laughs) Sounds like a good time to get on him. Yeah. And I I don't, I don't think it was an anomaly. Like he's He's, been playing sneaky well for a while. 123rd out of a hundred and how many people are in this out of sand saves. And he's 92nd around the green. Okay. What, what sample size are you looking at? Like how many rounds? 20, 24 probably. All right. 50, 50, 50. Yeah. Well, 50. 50. That's a lot. All right. I mean, let me see what I have him at. Yeah. Okay. I have him at 90th and and 93rd. But hey, when you're 16th in greens. He's 210. Yeah, whatever. When you're 16th in greens and regulation gain, 16th in good drives gain, 11th in par 5 scoring, and top 30 in approach, and top 30 in all the proximity shit that I'm looking at, and you've been good at Phoenix, and you've good been good at TPC Summerlin and you've made the cut here before and you're 210 to one. Why not? Listen, like you can't shit on somebody's 210 to one pick. It's 210 to one. If you hit it, you get the lap. Like who cares? And if it misses, you're like, he's 210 to one. Who cares? Yeah. So that was the only guy that I bet down here. I like Martin Laird a lot. I always like Martin Laird. I play Martin Laird every week. So I'm going to continue to play. Hasn't, Martin he, Laird. hasn't he won here? Yep. And he's won at Summerlin and he's been fucking awesome at Scottsdale. What He's a good have? play. He was a hundred. I just couldn't fit him because I went. I just didn't have room for him. And he, when I saw the Sahith one hundred, I it just I I couldn't fit him. But yeah, I'm gonna money. I'm gonna play Laird in DraftKings. In DraftKings. Right, and then the like only it. other guys I talk about, I'm not gonna. I don't have room to bet these. I, I mean, they're super super long, so you can always say that you do have room. But uh, Danny Lee. I'm going to keep playing in draft. What's with you? What's with you and Danny Lee, bro? He's good, man. That guy is this fucking complete psycho. Well, just, you're, you're a first round leader guy, right? Yeah. Oh, I love Danny Lee first round leader, but for take him this week, oh, take him okay. this week. All right. I'll take him. I'm telling all right, you right I'll, now. All right. I'll take him. Just take him I'll, this week. Um, have you seen uh, Danny Lee play golf recently? Do you know that he's, uh, he's trying to do the Bryson thing? No. He's swinging out of his fucking shoes right now. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. I don't I just, think it, You'd have to like research videos of like Danny Lee playing golf to like confirm this, but I you'll catch him on PGA Tour Live like once in a blue moon. Right. And he started to do this when he was in contention at Bermuda, was the first time that I noticed it in the fall. He's trying to he's picked up a fuck ton of distance. But this is this is a guy who's just to me like I I feel like I played him the time he like eight putted on a fucking green and just picked up and walked off the fucking course. Yeah. And you know, he, he withdrew from the players with like two holes left in, yeah. in the middle of the round. He just took him out yep. and he had gained like nine strokes on approach and lost 12 strokes putting. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds but right. Like in DraftKings, here's the thing. Like I'm playing, I'm playing to win like big contests. So I know that Danny Lee can finish top five. He almost just won the Bermuda. And I also know that he can finish dead fucking last yeah. and no one else is going to play him. So I'm going to play that guy. I like. And it. I think, and I think other people will take safer routes. Like I'm going to play Luke Donald too, who I don't think has half the upside, but I no. think 
Donald. He's a safer play. He's a safer, safer, safer play. play. Yeah. Safer. yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't good, have anyone else. Did I say I already talked about Matt Jones, right? 101. Not really, but I like that, especially if it gets windy. Yeah, gets windy. Matt Jones, man. Let's go. Yeah. Matt Jones played good. Fucking dude. He almost I mean, he almost beat Cam Smith. Like what? But that's eight weeks ago at this point, but whatever. Still played well. Yeah. 101. Decent course history here. Wait, did he fucking win here? No. He second. Second. He did he didn't win, but he he can win. He pops up. Wait, was it what was his best finish here? Was it second? I can no, check it, for it, it doesn't matter at this point. This pot is run insane <laughs> off the fucking rails. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let me um what else? You have any matchups you want to give me real quick before we get out of here? What book do you have that has matchups out yet? Uh, I don't, but I know you love them. So I was <laughs> yeah, asking. but I, there's, not, there's nothing out yet. No, you're right. We got to get the fuck out of here. I got to walk my dog. I don't know how this got so long. Dude, this is such a bad omen for the Nagels pod. Oh, That's going to be doomed. four fucking hours. It's going to be four hours. Easy. Easy. Because yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be the referee. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll make Steve the referee. Let me wake Steve. Steve oh, Steve's probably God. better referee. The good thing about Nagels, though, that I will say is like if we start talking about the Oscars, he'll just be like, fuck this, I don't care. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So like he won't get like that sidetracked with us in that's that true. sense. Maybe we should do an Oscars pod next year, though. Dude, I would be so down. I'm not I'm even kidding. Dude, I I'm 100% down. I should have done it this year. Dude, um, I'm 100% down. I, so I, I was an only child who smoked a lot of weed. So I watched a lot of movies. So I, love I love movies. I love the Oscars. Love you know Oscars. what? And I think people would like that. I did a, I recorded a John Mayer pod. Yeah. Where's the John Mayer pod? Release the Mayer podcast, yeah. bro. So, so like my prediction was that three fucking people would actually want to hear this. I got like 16 DMs today and, and a couple of tweets that were like, we want to hear the Mayer pod. And I was like, Holy oh, shit. All right. Wanna, so I, there's. I, I so, want to hear how your mom got hit on by John Mayer. That's a fucking great story. That was a good tease, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, great so, so, um, I think if there's a appetite for John Mayer in, in the golf world, there probably will be one for, uh, after, after for Oscars. After the Masters Week, though. After the Masters Week. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm going to drop yeah, yeah. it after Masters Week. Yeah. Um, all right. Capper, we're going to be talking very soon. I'm going to be on your podcast next week. What do you have yes. to plug before we get out of here? Nothing. That's it. Golf Gambling Podcast. You find me on Boston underscore Capper. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com uh, for my partner, uh, Steve's, uh, all his write-ups. And uh, uh, Kirshner writes there, too. So, yeah. just uh, When's your pos- yeah. When did your podcast with Kirshner come out? I don't know. It probably dropped while we were on the phone. All right. All right. All right, buddy. It's good to see you. We'll talk soon, my friend. You too, brother. All right, that's it for the show. Special thanks to Boston Capper. Special thanks to RickRunGood.com. Special thanks to Juice Reel. You can find me on the Scramble Tuesdays and Fridays on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. Odd Checker articles Wednesdays and Saturday mornings. And then back on this podcast feed Sunday morning of Valero Texas Open Week doing a Masters preview. It's a big one coming up. All right, good luck with the Valero this week, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack And the dead center back road stop Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. 
If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.